Welcome back to the Financial Foundation. This is Ty, and today I want to discuss cryptocurrency. Um, I'm a little more excited than usual discussing this uh, this topic, only because I I really, really, um, as you'll see as I'm going through this episode, that I really do admire and really respect the cryptocurrency world as a whole. So today I just want to focus on the basics for people to who want to understand the reasons behind the surge in popularity and the volatility of the price going up and down so fast and some of the overall pros and cons. Um, I do want to start with the concept of what it is and how it works. Cryptos they were created as a digital form of assets with the ability to track the exchange of these assets and also limit the supply with a stated maximum. Now I'm sure you, there's some other definitions um, out there that go a little bit more in depth and detail, but that is kind of the overall gist of it. Um, for example, we can take Bitcoin, uh, the most famous crypto. We know that there are 21 million bitcoins out there and there isn't anyone out there with the power to just make more bitcoins with the flick of a switch um so with an actual supply and a supply limit the price tends to increase by the thousands that we've uh, by the thousands of dollars as we've witnessed per bitcoin the more people want to own them but um today i wanted to go over why do people want to own them and these are these are very important key tenets to understand because it seems like the general consensus of why people do not own Bitcoin is they just don't know what it is and how it works and why people even would want to spend their hard-earned cash on this seemingly fake thing. So let's go over first decentralization. So simply put, fiat currencies or centralized currencies such as for example, use the US dollar. It's under the control of the government. And under the control of the government, as it stands right now, the way it's set up, inflation does happen, the values of which only go down every year. And because, as we have witnessed, for any reason at all, hundreds of billions of dollars can be printed and injected into the economy over a short period of time. No one entity has control over Bitcoin. And this also means anyone and everyone in the world can exchange their country's currency to buy Bitcoin. So um, that's de decentralization, sorry. Second, um, it's another attractive feature of it is why people want to own it, is cutting out a lot of the middlemen and lowering transaction fees, overall costs of exchange uh, Bitcoin from person to person. Um, so. For example, every day when people use their credit cards to pay for things, it usually takes a few days of your transactions pending before the process is complete. And that's due to there being so many middlemen between the consumer and the business in every transaction. And each one of them not only has to verify, but process the transactions too. And the fees are also charged and paid out to each one of these intermediaries. So, uh, for example, you have your bank, your bank issues you a credit card, and you use that to purchase from a business. Your bank has to signal to the business who may use some sort of swipe feature, and the bank also has their bank, 
it notifies Visa or MasterCard or Discover or whoever, and then Discover notifies the credit card accepting company. The credit card accepting company notifies the business owner's bank, and there uh, all of those intermediaries have to be verified. They have to be processed, and that's a lot of the reason why you will see purchases in your account pending for several days before they finally post. So cryptocurrencies, they do bypass all of this by verifying uh, the transactions that you make through cryptos on the blockchain and your transactions are verified instantly. The coins are just transferred like that. Business owners, they really love it and want to start accepting it due to the fees just being so low and accepting and batching and processing credit card payments is a part. um, It's probably one of the most biggest expenses that business owners face. So, uh, for example, a few months ago, I went to LA and I did see a number of businesses accepting different types of cryptocurrency as payment for their products and services. Um, the, the most ironic ones I saw that, uh, it was a food truck and it was selling, um, pulled pork sandwiches and they were accepting payments in Litecoin. And I thought it was super cool and I really liked it. And I saw Bitcoin ATMs everywhere. Um, and I, I only think that this is just the beginning. Um, the last point I want to make up before I wrap or before I wrap this up is in it's backed by the trust and faith in people. So what I mean by that back in the day, based off of the faith and trust of people in something they used to put their faith in something tangible like gold and silver and this is what gave it value i mean at the end of the day gold and silver are just cool colored pieces of metal if you think about it um so that kind of translates over to the u.s dollar it used to be backed by gold until 1971 president nixon got rid of the gold standard and the dollar was backed by the full faith and credit of the united states government and just like i described earlier faith in the dollar and in the government overall seems to be slowly fading away along with trust since we um here in America, we do see our leaders demonstrating that they really aren't that great at handling monetary policy. Inflation's a little out of control and people are just really starting to lose faith and stuff like that and the like. So for, for more info on that, I mean, I really recommend you listen to my previous episode where I did break down where the Fed finally, finally, they are they are going to do what they were supposed to be doing last year, like raise rates. Um, so those those key points kind of gives you an overall breakdown of cryptocurrency, the core tenets, characteristics that I look for, and the benefits and um, the downfalls of crypto versus fiat currencies issued by local governments, such as the dollar, the yen, the peso, stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I know I definitely missed some, and I, I plan on addressing those later. I just wanted to go over some of the basics today in case you don't know what crypto is or there's something you don't understand. Maybe you want to invest and you kind of don't know what you're getting um, because I totally understand not knowing what crypto is and taking the time to read about it, and it is super boring at times. It just seems like a bad investment until you really dig into what it is and what it stands for. So... And that kind of goes into me personally. I do love the concept of cryptocurrency. And as popularity goes up, 
you will see more and more volume and more stability. Who knows? Maybe the next few years you will start to see cars being sold for different cryptos like Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think it would be a very exciting time. I, I would like to see that going. And it also kind of puts pressure on the government to keep themselves in check when it comes to spiraling the dollar out of control and kind of forces them to be more fiscally responsible. So overall, I think it's great. I don't think, I don't see a lot of cons other than the volatility when something's worth 10,000 one day and worth 12,000 the next, and then it's worth 8,000 the next day after that. It is risky. It is a risky investment. It can go up and down in value. So that is uh, the one thing that I don't particularly find super attractive about crypto, but it's in its infancy. It's in its beginning stages. Stuff like that is going to happen. And I wouldn't want to risk everything on something new just in case you, you never know which crypto is going to make it to the top. But uh, that, that is all I have for you today. I really do hope you learned something. I hope it adds some value to your life. And I really appreciate you listening to the Financial Foundation. Again, this is Ty and we'll see you next time.